apprehensive. We've had the flyover from the helicopter, the Armed Forces helicopter. Now we're ready for the coin flip. And tonight, it's not windy in Hamilton, and I don't think I've ever said that before. It's weird. I mean, walking in, you kind of, it didn't feel really windy either. Let's go down for the coin flip. Captains, CFL logo is heads. Team logo is tails. Toronto, call is tails. Andy, let it hit the ground. It is a tail. You've won the toss. You'll defer to the second half. You want the ball? So the Argos have won the toss, and they will defer. Hamilton wants the football. So the Argos will be kicking off. But if the wind does happen to pick up tonight, it's Hamilton. The wind is coming at some point this evening. The Argos will have the opportunity to take it in the... uh, in the fourth quarter or certainly get the ball in the longer half or i guess the second half uh, at the end of the game so what do you want to see out of this defense first how important is it to get schultz off his game it's very important i mean you want to i said the same thing with caleb evans right you want to keep him in the pocket just expect the unexpected I mean, right now he's going to be playing free, loose. I mean, he's the backup quarterback, so he's just going to let it hang. So expect the unexpected. Keep him in the pocket. Make him go through his progressions before getting out uh, of the pocket. And once he gets out of the pocket, have someone, you know, keen on him, knowing that he has running ability. So don't let it take a quarter or two before you figure out that, you know, uh, Matthew Schultz can run. You know, just know that off, off the bat and, and, and be ready for it. Offensively, the Argos have to get a better start. They have scored just 10 points in the first quarter this season, which is ridiculous. Uh, They've scored first in just two of their seven games this year and have won both. They beat Montreal in Week 2 and Saskatchewan in Week 7, and both of those scoring plays were Boris Beattie field goals. Argos in their road white jerseys tonight with the dark blue pants and the light blue socks, the dark blue helmet. They will be moving from right to left across your TSN 1050 dial. And the Ticats in their traditional home uniforms, black tops, black helmets, gold pants, and black socks. They will be defending the goal line to our left. Boris Beattie leads the Canadian Football League in kickoff average, and he will be performing the duties. And the very dangerous Lawrence Woods is back for the Ticats. He has averaged 24.8 yards per kickoff return for the Ticats this year. Waiting for the whistle to blow. As soon as it does, this game will be underway. And the officials heading out for some reason. I have no idea what they're doing. They're moving the ball five yards back against the Argos. And I have no idea why. Did he say time count violation? He called the penalty, pointed to the Argos side. So there was a five-yard penalty. And a time count wouldn't make sense because that is a five-yard penalty. But how could there I be a time count to start a game? That. Well, the, the clock, there is a time. The time is running now. No, how could you take a time cap? Oh, I I got you. Okay. So Boris will kick it off from his own 20, and it's high and high, and Woods will take it at the 19-yard line. Fire numbers at the 30. 
for the 35 to the 37. And that's where Matt Schultz will come out and lead the Hamilton Tiger Cats offense out of Butler. Uh, 16 of 24 on the season. That's 66.7%. 125 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. He likes to run the football. He averages five yards per carry, that despite doing some short yardage stuff as well. Argos once again setting the defense. Oakman and Hendricks in the middle. Ray and Davis the ends. McManus, Mwamba, and Edwards. And then the back end, Peters, McFadden, Amos, Priester, and Mechie in the middle. First down, three receivers will come to the near side with the ball on the left hash mark. Ball at the 37-yard line. They will go play action, dump it out to Tim White out of the backfield to the 42. He'll get about halfway to the first down. And it was Mechie coming up for the tackle. And that's kind of the game plan I expect tonight. You know, getting quick passes to get Shields in a rhythm and then expand on that later on. But I see a lot of run run pass options from Shields where he has easy reads uh, to work with. With Braylon Addison out of the lineup, I would assume Tim White would fill in that role, and he could be very good at it. In my opinion, he's been really underutilized this year because he's good. They need five on second down from the 42-yard line. Still over on the left hash mark. Three receivers near side. He comes that way, and it is caught at the 50 to the 51. It will be a first down. As coming up with that catch is Keandre Smith, the son of former Argo Pee Wee Smith and the godson of one Michael Clemens. He's got a couple good games so far playing the Argos, and it's interesting. But that was one of the throws where it's a wide side out. And if that that play is a second late, that might be going back the other way. But Schultz gets off you know, it in time. It's able to complete it on the sideline to uh, Smith for a first down. First down to their own 52, right? Hash mark, punch formation far side. They go to the ground game this time, and it is Don Jackson who will get maybe three yards right to the midfield stripe. He played, and I didn't know this till today, he played his high school in Elk Grove, California. Not a big, huge town, 100,000. You know who else played at Elk Grove High School? Who? Ryan Dinwiddie. <laughs> Northern California. Northern California. Yep. Up by up by, Sacra, up by Ricky Ray. Like, it's oh, yeah. that whole northern. Matt Nichols. Like, it's weird. How many CFL guys have come from like Northern Jeremiah Masoli as well. Yes. San Francisco, yeah. like McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Second and seven from the midfield stripe. Right hash mark. Three to the near side. Two up top. Schultz back to pass. Has a man near side. And then out of the hands of the intended receiver. And it is incomplete. Peters was right on Lamar Durant, and it will be a punt situation for the Ticats. And Brandon Banks will drop deep for the Argos. That's a tough one if you're the Hamilton Ticats and you're Lamar Durant. You've got a quarterback, a backup quarterback playing, starting his first game this season, and you want to make life easy for him. Those are his catches that that help with that. So that's going to be a tough one going back to the sideline for Lamar. See if the Ticats protection's a little tighter tonight than it was last week. Trevor Hoyt got one, almost had a second one. Six seconds on the 22nd clock. Michael Domagala is the putter. And here they come, they almost got it. Oh, boy. On one hop, two hops, PDB picks it up at the 11-yard line. To the 15 to the 20. He cuts outside and will be knocked out of bounds at the 20-yard line. And that's where the Argos will take over first and ten, scoreless, two and a half minutes into this game. I was going to say, Hamilton, you could, you know they went into practice this week reviewing that block punt, and they would come out in this game and have their assignments on point. But right there, it was almost blocked, and oh, Toronto Argonauts almost had an unbelievable start to this game. They will start at their own 
sorry, 21-yard line. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, the San Francisco native, Sacramento State product in. Averaging 70% per, uh, per game this season. Nine touchdowns, six picks. They'll go tight, bunch formation near side, and we'll throw it out that way. It is complete to Markeith Ambles, who will take it across the 25, move about the 27. Looks like they'll give him the 28, so they'll get seven yards on first down, really opening up the playbook on second and short. Open up the playbook, and Markeith Keith Ambles looking to get a little bit more involved. Last week had a you know, he's slow week for uh, uh, under his standards, but... You can tell early on the emphasis is to get him in, uh, involved early and, and potentially often. They need three on second down with the ball on the 28-yard line. Right hash mark. Argos moving right to left. We're scoreless so far early in the first. Tight end on the near side. And they will give it to Andrew Harris. Gets a hole. Gets the first down or more to the 35 to the 40. Give him 12. Give him a first down. Argos move the sticks. Explosive run there for Andrew Harris. And, you know, we didn't really see holes that big all all week last week. And it's an encouraging sign for this Argos O-line just getting it started early and often with Andrew Harris because when he can get going, this offense opens up. And McLeod Bethel Thompson is that much more comfortable. This is different. We wanted different wrinkles. A.J. Ouellette and Andrew Harris Olet are in the backfield at the same time with Olet lined up in the slot. Bethel Thompson drops back, dumps it out into the flat, tipped up, almost picked. Hauser got his mitt up and knocked it up in the air. Or was that Santos Knox? It was Hauser. And it will be a second down and 10. Okay, Hauser went to the school of. When you can't get to the quarterback, just stand up and try to bat it down. And good, that was a great job by him, great play by him, because it looked like on the swing pass there, Andrew Harris had some room to run. So if that ball had not been tipped, it was a potential big play for the Argonauts. Second and 10 from their own 40. Two receivers up top, three to the near side. Ambles now goes back into the backfield. Harris bleeds out to the right side, and they run a screen to the near side, and they've got Ambles wide open to the 46-yard line. Nice job closing by the defensive back, Carell Brook, Carriel Brooks. That looked like that was going to go for a long way and a great open field tackle to prevent it from happening. Unbelievable job by Carriel Brooks here, not letting any forward momentum after making contact with Marquise Ambles. And it was a good play design. They set up Andrew Harris on a swing pass to the right, come back on the other side to Ambles with a screen pass uh, for, uh, for himself to the left. Really, really misdirection, great misdirection play for the Argos. Haggerty, a high wobbling punt, comes down to the 18-yard line. Woods has it, cuts back to the middle of the field, slowed up uh -oh. by. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, he's got a big hole. Uh -oh. He could go. No flags. Uh-oh. He's got one man to beat. It's the punter, and he got him. Wow. The Aussie grabbed him up high because he wasn't going to give him the touchdown, and he brought him down at the 45-yard line of the Argos, but the high tackle will put it 15 yards closer. And the Ticats will have a short field. No score when we come back. The return, face mask. Toronto number 29. 15-yard penalty. Automatic. Nine and a half left here in the opening quarter. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 9.38 remaining. Opening quarter. No score. Mike Hogan to Tay Jay with you here from Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. Argos and Ticats score. So just doing a thing on the Harold Ballard Trophy which goes to the season series winner between the Argos and the Ticats. It's on my desk. <laughs> That's where it resides right now. 
it's on my desk, so I know we have it, and we have a one nothing lead. Argos uh, won it last year 3-1. to one. There was a four-game series for the first time. And uh, since the trophy was first awarded in 1986, the Argos lead the series 1916. Harold Ballard, for those who don't know, was the Leaf owner, also bought the Hamilton Ticats because the Argos, would, John Bassett, would not sell to Harold Ballard. They had been partners with the Leafs. Wow. And he didn't want to, when, when uh, Con Smythe was uh, the owner, and he didn't want anything to do with it. He just he didn't want anything to do with, uh, with, uh, with Ballard. So he wouldn't sell them the Argos, so Ballard bought the Ticats. Interesting. First down at the 32-yard line after the penalty. And they will go quarterback run up the middle. It was a keeper intentionally. And up to the 25-yard line for a gain of seven is Matt Schultz. And I expect more of that over the course of the evening. Yeah, absolutely. More of that, more run pass options, more you know, screen-type plays. You Just using the mobility of Matthew Schultz, that is his strength. And I expect you know coaches, uh, Tommy Condell, to lean on that strength, especially him making his first start of the season today. Second and three, a short three at that from the 25-yard line. Ticats obviously in field goal range. They go double tights and send three receivers to the near side and run a counterplay to Jackson, who hurdles the tackler and takes it down to the 16-yard line before Peters finally got him. It'll be a first down inside the red zone with eight and a half minutes remaining in a scoreless first quarter. Looks like Priester may be down. We'll take a look. Nice move by Jackson. There's a little bit of a hole there, and he made it a bigger hole oh, by yeah. hurdling the tackler. Priester, it looks like, you know, he got some contact with his neck initially, and he's staying down so far. But that's another thing that, you know, in this game is going to be a little bit tougher to key in on is, you know, with Schiltz being a runner. We'll take the timeout as uh, TV's decided to break while they tend to uh, Robert Priester with no score in the game. You're listening to Argos Football on TSN 1050. 8.34, no score. This is the first quarter of Argos and Ticats, and Priester's now getting up. He had been down for quite a while. I hope it was just a stinger because you kind of get scared when you see a guy go down like that. Absolutely. And it's good you see him walking off under his own power. And we saw a couple stingers last week from uh, Hamilton's side when they were able to guys lay down for a while and they were able to get up and continue playing. So you hope that's the case for Priester in this game. Maurice Carnell, the fourth, has moved in. He'll take his spot at the boundary half. Nice uh, video, highlight tribute video for Brandon Banks, who's now waving from the Argo bench and getting a standing ovation, as he should from the Hamilton faithful because he was so good as a tie cat. First and 10 from the Argos 16. Tie cats have a tight end on the left side. A little bit of a high snap. They go to Jackson. He'll kick it out to the left side and tackled by McManus at the 11, but there's a flag down, and from where that was thrown, I assume this is going to be a hold against the tie cats. Here's Tom Valesi. 10-yard penalty, repeat first down. Didn't get a number, but we got the call. It was indeed a hold against the Ticats, which will push it back and make it a first and 20 from the 26-yard line. And if 
right now it would be a 33-yard field goal, and after watching the game last night between Winnipeg and Montreal, <laughs> there is no such thing as a guaranteed short field goal. Absolutely not, on both sides. That was, that was, a, tough, bo- that was a tough win for Montreal <laughs> from the Argo and Ticap perspective. Oh, yeah. Back to pass is Schultz under pressure. Now he's going to scoot out, roll to the right, rolling, rolling. Going to try and turn the corner. Mwamba got him. Enoch Mwamba is not supposed to be that fast at this age, and he just got Schiltz back on the 24-yard line. It's a gain of two. Enoch saying, I'm a sideline to sideline <laughs> linebacker. Put some respect on my name. That was an unbelievable play by by uh, Enoch Mwamba tracking down Matthew Schiltz because Matthew Schiltz, we, we know he can roll. So great job holding him to two because there was a lot of grass there. Schultz had the ball down. It wasn't like he had it up when he was rolling and looking yeah. downfield. He was in full, I'm running now mode. And somehow, the bigger man caught him. Second down. About 18 to go. Nobody in the backfield except Schultz. They've got a crossing route now to White to the 20 to the 15. And he will be a couple of yards past the initial line of scrimmage. So it will set up a third down and long. And... Here comes the field goal unit for the Ticats with Seth Small. Texas A&M's all-time leading scorer and all-time leading field goal maker. Had a memorable game winner against Alabama a couple of years ago. I remember that. Remember that. That's the guy who kicked it. 5'11", 205. It'll be a 21-yard attempt. He hasn't kicked a long one up here. He's 8 of 9 as long as only 30. So this comes from 21. And it will be from just inside the left hash mark. Toronto native Gordon White snap is good. The kick is up. Yahtzee. 3-0. Ticats score first as the Argos will try and get some points in a first quarter of a football game. We'll see if they can do it when we come back. 3-0. Ticats, you're listening to Argo Football on the home of the Boatman. This is TSN 1050. 3-0. Ticats on the... Seth Small field goal. And now the Argos will see if they can actually score points in the first quarter. It has been tough this year, if you're just tuning in. They have not been good at that. They have only scored 10 points in seven games in the first quarter this year, which is weird. No touchdowns yet. They also don't have a rushing touchdown this year at all, period. That's weird. And have only given up two. That's weird. Really weird. It's so funny because 10 points, you know, at this point in the season <laughs> through in the first quarters, and I watch BC, and they seem like they have, you know, 10 points, uh, you know, with a minute to go in, in the, a minute elapsed in the first quarter. It's unbelievable. It's weird. Mack was 2 of 3 for 13 yards on the first drive. Uh, they will put it in play after the field goal at the 40-yard line. Declan Cross in as a tight end on the right side. Ticat show blitz. They bring four. Pump fake. Mack over the middle to Declan Cross. His first catch of the season is across midfield to the Ticat 54. The Oakville native and a guy who played his college ball here in Hamilton at McMaster gets the first down. Finally, Deck has a catch. Declan Cross, he got one of the best pair of hands out of all tight ends in the league. And, you know, Hamilton kind of forgot about it. He just runs his route right over the middle. McLeod Beth Thompson wants to throw a deep ball, double hitches, but finds with Declan Cross over the middle by himself. Able to make something happen. Four receivers to the right. Ball on the left hash mark at the 53 of the Ticats. They'll run a counter to Andrew Harris. 
still on his feet. He was contacted at the 52. They'll mark it at the 49 as Andrew Harris goes all Andrew Harris. Yeah, that's that's the Andrew Harris we know, but that's also the Hamilton you know, front four that we know. They plug up the holes up there, make it really hard to run you know, up the A-gaps because they have Micah Johnson, Dylan Wynn, and Hauser we talked about before, and it's really tough, but you've got to be creative if you're going to be successful with the run game. Malik Carney in for the injured Mason Bennett, who left the game last week in Toronto. The gain of four makes it second down and six. Ball still on the left hash mark for the Argos, who are moving right to left. Three receivers up top. Under pressure, Bethel Thompson gets it away. It's complete, but short of the first down. It will be marked at the 45-yard line as another Mac product. Tommy Neald makes a tough catch. And it will be third and two, and out comes, I don't see Boris, I see a punter. So the Argos are going to play field position against the rookie quarterback. John Haggerty comes out. You know, I'm usually aggressive, but early in this game with the young quarterback, Schultz, in there, it's not a bad idea to play a field position. Make him drive the length of the field, show he has that ability. His first punt was 48. Ball snap from the right hash mark. He's going to look for the right corner. High end-over-end kick. And it will bounce on the goal line and into the end zone. So he just missed it. But there is a flag down. If the Ticats lined up offside, this would be a first down for the Argos. Tom Valesi's got a big call here. Oh, Hamilton's pointing towards. Procedure, no end, Toronto. Oh. That penalty is declined. We have a single point, and the ball will be placed on the 40 with a first down. The Argos have a point in the first quarter. <laughs> Moral victory. That's 11 on the season. Now we'll see if the defense can give them field position. It is 3-1 for the Ticats. We'll take the timeout. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 3-1. There's a score you're not going to get in the NFL. Huh? Huh? Ticats leading the Argos after the John Haggerty 47-yard punt single. Just missed. The ball hit on the goal line and rolled about a yard into the end zone. It rolled out of bounds. Just missed the corner. So the Ticats will take it at the 40-yard line. Matt Schiltz, 3 of 4, 25 yards, no picks, no interceptions. Four minutes inside four minutes remaining lots of motion Ticats end up with three to the near picked off of the 40 to the 30 to the 20 inside the 10 yard line with the interception Smith it was Robbie Smith with the pick and the Argos will have a first and goal from the four yard line he knocked it up as they tried to run one into the flat and he almost took it to the house. Unreal job by Robbie Smith. We saw a similar play with uh, Julian Hauser tipping the ball up to himself, but Robbie Smith is able to tip it up, make the catch. Rare for a defensive lineman to have that kind of hand-eye coordination, but great job by Robbie Smith. I believe that's his first CFL interception. You can guarantee he's keeping that ball. Unbelievable job. Now the Argos have a chance to put up the, uh, a touchdown in the first, rare touchdown in the first quarter. Ball to the four-yard line, left hash mark. Harris is a lone setback. Three receivers to the right. They will give it to Harris, to the three, to the two, to the one, spinning, and he gets to the one-yard line. Second down and goal from the one. Chad Kelly. Boy, he runs hard. He runs so hard. He got, you know, attacked 
at the four-yard line, drove his legs all the way to the one. Chad Kelly comes in here for short yardage situations. You'd love to see the Argos punch this in right here, right now. The rookie from Ole Miss, 25 school records in just two years in the toughest conference in football, NCAA variety. Right in the middle of the field, right under the uprights. Argos will send two up top, one to the near side at Ambles. Double tights. Ouellette is in the backfield with Kelly, who will keep it and get into the end zone. The Argos' first rushing touchdown of the season and the first CFL touchdown for Chad Kelly come on the same play, and the Argos take the lead. Kind of a homecoming for Chad Kelly, too. Grew up in Buffalo, playing in Hamilton. You can guarantee he's got some friends and family here. Chad Kelly is a great moment for him in his young CFL career so far. And the Argos showing a different kind of look on that goal line, not going with the traditional sneak. They go under uh, off a shotgun, have Chad Kelly fake the fly sweep, take it in himself. Great design, great job by the Argos O-line as well. You know, everybody on the defense saw Oled in, in there and was going, Where's, where? and they're trying to identify where Harris is. 100%. And that's where we talked about switching things up from sure. game to game, playing the same opponent. Hamilton was not ready for that. So they faked the end around, and he just followed the end. Pretty simple. Here's Beattie out for the conversion attempt. He's 10 of 11 this year. The snap was a little low from Latour, but nice job by Haggerty to plant it and get it there for Beatty, who drills it, and it's 8-3 Argos with 2.15 remaining here in quarter one. And as we went to the last commercial break, we were talking about the Argos getting a point in the first quarter, and our esteemed engineer, Nick Nick, Nick Vickers, said, there's four minutes left. they got time to score. <laughs> called it. Booyah! There's he Robbie Smith. <laughs> uh, unconventional, but hey, it counts all the same. That uh, was almost the Argos' third pick six of the season, but the Robbie Smith interception, Brampton zone, Laurier product. Boy, he has gotten so much better in the last year and change. He is an unbelievable developmental project uh, story for this Argo team. I mean, I remember his first season, and, you know, you can see he had some flashes, but wasn't quite there. Second year, you know, it's, it's, it's all coming together, but this year, he had, a, he had a sack in his first year in Calgary. Nick Arbuckle, it was, yeah. his, it was in Calgary. It was an, you saw then why the Argos took yeah. the ninth overall in the draft. He had speed. He had strength. He had finesse. Like, he put everything together. Yeah. And we've seen that big play in Saskatchewan, against Saskatchewan in the touchdown Atlantic game as well. Here's the kickoff. Woods takes it far numbers at the 18. Big hole. He'll take it to the 40. And Boris Beattie just belted him at the 43-yard line. Boris Beattie has had a couple of big hits this year on the opening kickoff in Regina. Oh, yeah. And he just walloped them. Six and Boris five. is six five two and a quarter. Ain't light. Ain't light. When he hits you, you know it. Back to Robbie, though. Now he's combining that physical <laughs> traits with the mental, uh, what he's learned from the other D-lands, what he knows offenses want to do, and uh, what he's learned in the film study uh, room as well. So it's, it's amazing to see a young player come together like that. Matt Schultz, 3 of 5, 25 yards, and an interception as the Ticats have another turnover. Running play, Jackson, uh uh-uh, nothing, maybe a yard. Boy, this Argo defense is quick. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. When they know it's a run play, yeah, you don't want to get predictable against this Argo defense. That's why it's going to be important for Schiltz to spread that ball around, show different kind of looks. I don't know if that was McManus or Robbie Smith again in on that tackle. As Robbie Smith is not in for Jakara Davis. Davis is kind of a rover right now. They're in a 30 front, and Davis looks like he's a middle linebacker. Well, you know he's got some DB skills. And they're both coming, him and Mwamba. Back to pass Schultz, far side, has a man at midfield, and Stephen Dunbar's got the catch. And it will be a tie-cat first down across midfield to the Argo 52-yard line. That was the best throw of the day from Schultz. He back, stood back there in the pocket, went through his reason, delivered a strike on the outside deep stop route to uh, Dunbar. His first catch of the night, product of the University of Houston, New Orleans native. Stops in San Francisco, Denver. He also played in the XFL. And he's good. Three receivers to the left. Ball on the left hash mark. Ticats on the Argo 52. Trailing the Argos 8-3. Play action again. Slant pattern. Got a man over the middle to the 35. Almost. The 37 is where they will mark it. And that's the first catch of the night for David Ungerer. The Idaho product. 11th pick in the 2019 draft by the Argos. Unger back in the lineup after the injury to Mike Jones but quick play action run type option. He's just running the the looky route they call this where he just assesses what he wants and then takes the middle. Great throw on target by Matthew Schultz. The Ticats are now in field goal territory I believe. Clock moving. 23 seconds left. Bunch formation near side. Tight end far side and Schultz scrambles. Nothing doing. Down that time. Oh no. Now we've got a flag. That's got to be Witten McManus, but it looks like it's rough in the passer. He may have hit him in the head. Ah. We'll see on the replay if we get one. And Tom Valesi will have the call. Tom? Tom? Looks like the command center is reviewing it before. Major foul, uh, roughing the passer. Toronto number 48. 15-yard penalty. Automatic. First down. Those are the ones that kill you because you. this is going to be second and long. Almost kick them out of field goal range. But you've got the sack, and it's just an accidental hand to the head. And unfortunate because it was a great play by the Toronto Argonaut defense. And he eventually hit him in the midsection and went down to the legs. About the initial contact up high. It's a first down at the Argo 22. Nothing intentional about that. And we're getting a challenge, challenge. from Ryan Dinwiddie. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because the command center, I think, reviewed it before Vilesi spoke. So maybe did what he just waiting for them to plant the ball, to mark the ball. With review from the command center, we have picked up the roughing the passer call. There we go. go. It'll be second down. Maybe they thought the hit was low at first, Mm. and he hit him in the strike zone first and then slid down and got him in the legs. I didn't see him hit him in the head. Yeah. I saw the hit to the strike zone. And then the slide. Ticat fans don't like it. That's a good job by the command center. That's what you want to see. Instead of having Coach Denver to use a challenge and potentially get it wrong. Yeah. So McManus will get the sack. It will set up a third down and a second down and 14 from the 42-yard line. So as it stands, it'll be a long field goal attempt for Small. Back to pass to Schultz. 
Hits a man on the numbers at about the 35-yard line, and that's it. No McManus. yards after the catch. And Winton McManus again on the final play everywhere of the first quarter, a quarter that the Argos win, 8-3. to three. And it will set up a third down and nine, so we'll see an Ar- uh, Ticap field goal attempt when we come back. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050.